For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Please be seated. Members of Good Shepherd Congregation, family and friends that have gathered here this morning, family and friends, and all those listening on K-N-N-A-L-P, and especially to you, Morris, grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Givers and takers. Our world is full of them, right? Givers and takers. You know what I mean. There are some people that by nature are just takers. They really don't care about anybody else. All they want is to take and to take and to take. They're selfish. They are driven by gaining more and more, maybe making a name for themselves, accumulating a lot of stuff. They don't care who they hurt. Our world is full of takers. So it's a breath of fresh air when you come across someone who is not greedy or selfish. Someone who's a giver. Someone who thinks of others before they think of self. Someone who always has a, a kind word, a smile, a gentle touch, a little trinket or toy. Someone who's there to brighten up your day. Someone who's there to give and not to gain some kind of secret popularity, but give just because it's who they are and how they're wired. Carolyn was a giver. In a world full of takers, she was a giver. She was a giver as a faithful wife and mom and grandma. She was a giver in whatever vocation she found herself in. Whether it was working at home in the garden or going to a craft fair or helping someone at the bank or helping someone with special needs. Carolyn was a giver. And because of that, and because our world is so full of takers instead of givers, you know, sometimes givers get taken advantage of. But when a giver is no longer around, they're missed. And Carolyn will be missed. Morris and I have talked about that a lot already. Two peas in a pod. I can count on one hand the number of times I ever saw them separated from each other because they did everything together. Why? Well, unlike a lot of husbands and wives, they actually liked each other. 
so much more than that. And because of that, the hurt and the tears are accelerated. My friends, today we come into God's house not only to remember and say goodbye to Carolyn, but we come into God's house for a reason. Because in God's house, we expect God to give. God is a giver, not a taker. And our Bible reading for today, all of our readings in fact, but especially that, that John 3.16 gospel in a nutshell text teaches us that God is a giver. And what does he want us to do here today? God wants us to take. He wants us to take what he is giving. For God so loved the world that he gave. God is a giver. If you remember anything about today, remember that God is a gift-giving God. Who is this God that is a giver? Well, there is only one God, and that's the one true God, the God of the Bible, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God in three persons, three persons in one God. It's a mystery. You can't figure it out. It just is. And this triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, gives. God created everything in this world, all the things that we enjoy. He gives us our body, our soul, our eyes, our ears, and all of our senses, all of our first article gifts. He give us, gives us our clothes, our shoes, our stuff. He gives us the land that we live on, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, the flowers that we tend to. God gives. And he wants us to use and enjoy. He wants us to take. Take not for ourselves, but to take because God is a gift-giving God. But God's gifts don't end with the first article, gifts. No, what did we do with this perfect and beautiful creation that God gave us? We messed it up. We abused it. We misused it. We turned our backs on God and His Word. All the way back to our first parents, Adam and Eve. And we're continuing to do it even today. So God who is a gift-giving God, sets his love in motion. For God so loved the world. God didn't just think about love. God didn't just write a song about love. He certainly didn't dream about love. God put love in action. You know on a day like today that love hurts. True love hurts. If you didn't love your wife, your mom, your grandma, your sister, your friend, today wouldn't hurt. Love hurts. 
God, our gift-giving God, demonstrates what true love is. He gave his most prized thing, his son, his only begotten son, King of kings and Lord of lords, the eternal word. God gives the second person of the Trinity for you and for me and for the life of the world. The word Jesus takes on flesh and blood, the promise that we heard in our Old Testament reading. He dwells in the womb of the Virgin Mary, not to prove that he could do it, but he dwells in the womb of the Virgin Mary, taking on flesh and blood for one reason and one reason only, to save sinners like you and me. Jesus is born into this world, and quite literally, he is born to die. If we fail to see the cross of Jesus Christ, the old rugged cross, in that baby's manger, we have missed the whole point of Christmas. Jesus is born, and he places himself under the law, the harsh condemning law that exposes our sins and condemns us. Jesus lives a perfect life, not for himself, but for you. He gives it away because he's a gift-giving God. Jesus didn't sin. Jesus didn't have to die. But he willingly and freely took on the world's sin. For God so loved the world. And he went to Calvary's cross. There he paid the penalty we owe. There he died the death we deserve. There Jesus demonstrates his love as his naked body is stretched out on an old rugged cross suspended between heaven and earth. That is love. Sacrificial love. That's the love that God has had for you and me. That's the love that Carolyn clung to. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Forgiveness, life, and salvation earned by Jesus is now given away. Given away at the baptismal font where God delivers the deliverance. What good would it do if you order something on Amazon or eBay? You pay for it and it never shows up. God delivers the goods. He delivers the forgiveness of sins every time you hear it, read it, sing it. He delivers the forgiveness of sins personally in the waters of holy baptism. He delivers the forgiveness of sins every time we eat and drink the very body and blood of Jesus in the Lord's Supper. And in this way, God sustains us for life in this hard world, this, this bitter world, this world that seems consumed with fear and death. Our gift-giving God does this for the whole world. Which means he does it for you. Are you a part of the world? Of course you are. What God has done for the whole world, he gives freely. If you knew that you could live forever with God in heaven, 
How much would you pay for it? Probably mortgage all that you have. But our gift-giving God says, no, it's been paid for, full and free, by the holy, precious blood of my dear son. Now, what Christ has done for the world is yours. Simply believe it. Simply believe that what God has done for the world, he has done for you. For God so loved the world that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You believe that? You believe that today? Today when we have the greatest object lesson in front of us? My friends, you cannot believe this by your own power, by your own reason, by your own strength, because it makes no sense. God gives us the gift of faith. The gift of faith to believe the unbelievable. To believe the unbelievable love and gift-giving nature of God. Carolyn believed it. And she would come into God's house with a smile on her face, hearing the word of God, singing the familiar hymns, visiting with family and friends here at church, kneeling before the rail. Feasting on Christ's body and blood in the Holy Supper. She believed it. My friends, today we come into God's house and we do more than say goodbye. We give thanks to God for Carolyn whose life was transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. The main reason she was a giver and not a taker is she believed the promises of God. She believed that she was in God's hand and that nothing or no one could snatch her out. And so she didn't need to make a name for herself or accumulate a lot of stuff to make her rich and famous. She was content. Content in the forgiveness of sins, knowing that life everlasting was hers, not because of who she was or how much she gave, but because God had given it all for her. My friends, today, today's a hard day. When death comes suddenly and unexpectedly, we're in shock. Do not let the shock of Carolyn's passing close your ears or your hearts to the good news that God has for you today. In the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your mourning, in the midst of your loss, 
in the midst of your pain. Our gift-giving God continues to give. He gives you the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who will wipe away your tears and turn those tears of sadness into tears of joy. He gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit that will cling your heart to the good news of forgiveness, life, and salvation in Jesus Christ. He gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit so that not only will you be comforted, but that you can comfort one another with the only comfort that truly comforts on a day like today. Jesus' victory over death and the grave. My friends, today, we do not say goodbye. But until we meet again, because God gives you a gift, a gift of a grand and glorious family reunion in heaven, the mansions prepared since before he dug the hole for the ocean, the mansions prepared for Carolyn and for all who cling to Jesus in faith. Carolyn would want you to be at the family gathering. You know that. Today, hear the word of God. Cling to the word of God. And know that God will never leave you nor forsake you, will not abandon you in your pain, suffering, sorrow, or loss. And that our gift-giving God has now one more as we sing in church. Gathered around the throne, angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. All the company of heaven. Now includes Carolyn Lang. Imagine what she's seeing now. For our gift-giving God and the gift of salvation. We give thanks today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our lives, and our mourning in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.